welcome to Cody Cast. This is Cody Allen's podcast. So excited to introduce you to a new artist I just heard. Nico Moon is his name. And so, what are you doing today? A lot of like radio and podcast today, or what? No, man, I'm actually in the studio for okay, the rest of the you? day. Yeah, everything for you at this Every, point. Uh, well, I'm still doing. I'm still doing some writing. Okay, cool. Yeah, still doing yeah. some writing for other artists. Yeah, tell me about that because you've written, and I didn't know this when I contacted you last week because I heard the song and I was like, "Holy shit, we have to get this guy <laughs> in. This is really, really good." Thank man. It, it, yeah, I was really surprised. I was like, you know, because I've been ever since the music's come out. I'm, you know, I'm checking my DMs and trying to hit everybody because I try to hit everybody back myself, you yeah. know, um, and just tell them thank you for for the love that they're showing, you know. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. In case you don't know, I slipped into Nico's DMs last week, and um, because I heard he, he slid in, <laughs> he slid in. Uh, I heard drunk and I heard good time, and I thought both those songs were so great that. Man, we have to get you know someone like you, your caliber, into uh, into our studio. So thanks for coming by. Um, and yeah, then I realized like all the stuff you've done. Let's see, you co-wrote with Zach so many songs. Uh, Zach Brown, Homegrown, Keep Me in Mind, Loving You Easy, all these like huge, massive hits. So let's talk about those songs first. Um, yeah, what's it like writing with Zach? <laughs> How does that process? How does that day go? You know, it, it's been an amazing uh, learning experience being able to work with him. I feel like I gained so much insight and wisdom into, I feel like when I first met him, I knew how to write a good song and he showed me the difference between good and a hit. Right. And it's a, it's, it, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was, you know, but really breaking down everything about it and analyzing every little line to where it's just perfect. Does he show up in the afternoon or the morning to write? So the way we wrote all those songs is he only likes to ride on the road and after he plays. So we would start riding at midnight. Wow. And we would ride from like midnight to six. And that was like our typical uh-huh. schedule. So he, well, I can get it to some degree because you perform and you're so amped up. You just want to like use that energy to do something. Yeah, exactly. So I, I get that part he'd of get, it. He'd get done performing. Then he'd go work out. Then we'd write. Wow. I can't believe those songs are written at like 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because most, you know, happens in Nashville this way. And, of course, Zach is not typical Nashville by any stretch. No. In Nashville, you know, these writers will show up for what they call a writing session, which, right. you know, so many of our fans and listeners don't even know what that even means. But it mean, basically means you show up at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, 10 or 11 is typical, and we usually write to about 4, 5 yeah. maybe. And nothing wrong with that, but it's just, it's kind of like a routine, I think, people get in, whether it's Zach's routine, which seems very different from what I'm used to hearing. So that's yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. And, it, and, and, and I almost kind of, my clock would get really messed up because <laughs> I would go on the road with him right under that schedule and then come back to town and write, you know, a, a typical write here in town. But I, in my mind, I'm just like, my, my clock's all messed up. <laughs> but it was, it's, 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 it was a lot of fun writing those songs with him. And usually what I would do is while they're performing on stage, I would be spitballing ideas right. around in my head, trying to think of something that would be really cool. And I love writing for other artists because to me it's almost like um, losing yourself in a way. Mm-hmm. And when I would write with him, I'd put on my imaginary beanie and <laughs> my imaginary vest and axe and <laughs> <Right>. five kids <laughs> and his whole life, you know, because in order to really write something great for someone, you have to – Try to become them as much as possible, and think th- then think to yourself, right. what's important to me? What do I care about? Yeah. And then you and Zach teamed up and did Sir Roosevelt, which um, was a great. So was it a trio by then? Yeah, three of you. Yeah, uh, and then you put out a whole 
uh, I guess it was a whole album of work. There was yeah. lots of songs. And they were all like so interesting and different. And I loved that whole project. And then I realized you were part of that. And so I started connecting the dots to why you're so great. Oh, man, thank you. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. You know, it was, it was like an experimental project is, is kind of <laughs> how I looked at it. And we love all different kinds of music. And that was a way to kind of really go left to center mm -hmm. and honestly just kind of get weird a little bit and, <laughs> right. and see what happened, you know, <laughs> without any sort of like pre-notions about what 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 it's supposed to what we want it to sound like or anything like right. let's just let's just get weird writing some songs and see what happens and is that kind of your approach even now what did you learn from the Sir Roosevelt and these sort of the Zach projects that you thought okay I need to because uh, I would think you would then take all of that and go okay I'm just gonna I'm gonna be weird and do my own thing and that different will make me different and great well you know when you're in a group it's 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 so much different than mm -hmm. being on your own because writing my music it's completely about my life, all the songs are yeah. all real songs about my real uh, life experiences that I've had. And it's a very cohesive thing in that it's this exact sound that to me is if my life had a sound, this is it. Yeah. This is the music that you heard, you know? <laughs> yeah. But when you're in a group, it's different because now you got two other guys who have completely different life experiences and completely different passions of, of different types of music. And yeah. so you're all kind of coming together like a like a Voltron, like <laughs> creating almost like uh, Power Rangers coming together and creating this super robot, you know, and and so when you're doing something like that, it's it's like a piece of you and it's a piece of them and you're trying to create a painting together. And Georgia is where you're from. And what part of Georgia, by the way? So I'm from Douglasville. It's about 30, 45 minutes west of Atlanta. Okay. It was a really cool place to grow up because I was out in the country and listening to Alan Jackson and John Prine. My dad's a super John Prine fan, so I... I grew up with like this real love for country music, but I was also so close to Atlanta. I was getting that ATL influence of <laughs> Outkast and right. Yin Yang Twins and <laughs> T.I. and all that. And that's what I loved about the songs when I heard them was that they had some bump to them, but also yeah. like your voice is so, to me, you know, at least, so uh, distinctly country also. Like you had that sort of, you know, you obviously hear from your speaking voice, kind of gruff sort of like grit to it, which I you know, I hear as being more country and therefore, but, but I love the beat too. It was like, right. it was a good combo of both. So that's why I think you're extra special. Oh, thanks man. Well, you know, when I was growing up, like, and I was riding to school, I was listening to, to country music because they were telling my life through lyric. I wanted, I mean, it was literally my goal to blow up the speakers in my little S10 that I had. <laughs> and unfortunately at the time, you know, country music couldn't do that for me. So then I would put on, you know, something like uh, like Outkast or something, you right. know, to really get that hit in the chest. Right. And I've always wanted to make music, country music that did that. Yeah. So when people ask me, is this, is this country? It's like, <laughs> yeah, this is absolutely country music. Yeah. It just hits. It just hits a little harder than than the, <laughs> the than your dad's country, you know. Yeah, I definitely hear it that way, and that's what I think makes it so cool to uh, hear coming out of the speakers. Um, I love the story about your dad who passed up a chance to be a drummer on tour. Yeah. When you were born. Um, yeah. Tell me that story and so, sort of when you learned about that sacrifice he made. Yeah, I, my dad is my hero, and I've always looked up to him and. He, him being a drummer and he's a songwriter as well uh just watching him and uh play drums was just so mesmerizing as a little kid and i was just like how are you doing this like yeah. patting your head and rubbing your belly times 100 <laughs> you know yeah. and it looked like magic and i always wanted to figure out how to do that and so that was the first instrument i learned was drums and i think that's why my music has such a drum heavy mm -hmm. influence to it but when i was maybe 10 years old he told me about that you know when when um 
when he met my mom and, and, you know, all that happened and he decided to make that sacrifice. And in a lot of ways, I respect him so much for, for doing that so that I could have the opportunity to chase down my dreams in life. And now I just want to reach the highest possible level that I possibly can with my love for music for myself and also for him to show him that your sacrifices were worth it. You have siblings? Only child. Only child. So it really is, uh, yeah, that was a huge moment then for him to make that decision and say, all right, I'm going to, you know, devote my time and life to family, which, uh, yeah, that's that's so awesome, man. What did you learn from him musically? Obviously the drums. Yeah. I learned how to play guitar from him too. Okay. So he had a guitar and he would always play it. And that's how I learned to write songs was just watching him and my mom write together. And, uh, I started catching the bug when I was like 15 years old to want to learn how to play guitar, Mm -hmm. but he's right-handed and I'm left-handed, but I'm the type of personality that once I want to learn how to do something, I become obsessed with wanting to learn how to do it. And then I have no patience to wait. (laughs) (laughs) And so I told him I want to learn how to play guitar. He's like, all right, I'll get your left-handed guitar for Christmas. But this was like, July. I couldn't <laughs> wait all the way to Christmas. So when he'd go to work, I sneak into his room yeah. and was trying to figure it out. Yeah. And, and he he found out pretty quickly that what I was doing. And he kind of thought it was cool that I had the guts to yeah. sneak in and, you know, because that the guitar was off limits because yeah. I was a kid and didn't know what I was doing, you know. <laughs> but by that point, I'd already started figuring it out. So I just learned how to play that way. Huh. And it's the only thing I do right handed. Is he still in Douglasville? He lives in uh, North Atlanta now, okay. but he's actually getting ready to move to Portugal of all places. Really? He's retiring to Portugal, man. He's He's been driving a truck his whole life, <laughs> and he was like, man, I want to have an adventure. I want to. I, I don't want to just like sit on my porch and just look at the house across the street. I want to go do something <laughs> crazy. So he's just getting out of his box and moving up to the other side of the world. And That's I'm, awesome. Yeah, I'm happy for him. You do a really cool thing with the Dobro in uh, Drunk Over You, which is sort of a don't I, I can't do it. You do it. It's like, it's just, it, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and, and I love that riff. Um, and I love that you're sort of experimenting with uh, instruments. So tell me how that riff came about first. Yeah. So I, what I like to do is I like to take country instruments and flip them and do something with them that you wouldn't normally do. Like maybe take the slide that you would use on a dobro mm-hmm. and play it on a banjo. What would that sound like? You know, it's two country things, but you're doing something with it that's never been done before. So on that song, we were going through a bunch of different uh, potential riffs and just this one string, one sound with two notes. It just sounded so cool. And it was just like, (laughs) so we stacked it like four times over. So it sounded almost like a choir of Dobros playing one string each, which is weird. I mean, I've just never heard anything like it. And then I'm like, maybe what if we chop it too? Almost like a pop producer might chop a vocal Mm -hmm. so that it would do this, you know, I'm always looking for ways to take a country instrument and do something brand new with it. Uh, does it start for you with the song lyrics or does it start with the music for what you, I mean, what usually comes first for you just from a creative standpoint? It starts with the concept. Mm-hmm. To me, the idea of the song is half of the song itself. So I may spend two weeks just thinking of different song ideas until I land on an idea that I say, oh, that's a special idea. Mm-hmm. And then I think of it as the root of the tree. And then everything else, the, the, the lyrics and the verses and the music, those are all the branches of it. Mm-hmm. But it all starts with that. Because if you don't have that, then you don't really got anything. Because then you're just building on weak foundation. So you really need the full idea of the song, like 
Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. I love the full idea of the song, and then I'll work out, then I'll start working out the melodies and the lyric, and then the music comes. Mm-hmm. And how much is that sort of songwriting uh, piece of the pie your wife? <laughs> it must be a big one, big piece, right? We wrote the whole album together. Oh, seriously? Yeah, so she's a pop artist with Sony, and she grew up about 45 minutes north of Atlanta. So she grew up in a very, very similar way than I did. Uh-huh. And my co-producer, Josh Murdy, grew up 30, 45 minutes south of Atlanta. So we all grew up in like different towns, but the same town, if yeah. that makes any yeah, sense. Sure. And I knew when I wanted to make this, I wanted to keep the team small and I wanted to produce it myself. And I brought Josh on and Anna on to uh, Anna to co-write it and Josh to co-produce it with me because I knew that they knew what I was going for, mm-hmm. which was this country music with this Atlanta thing to mm-hmm. it. And it's a hard thing to explain unless you're from there. And they're from there and they get it, what I was going for. Yep. And Josh is one of my best friends. And it's my wife, so who knows me better than these people? Yeah, that's so cool. So is the album done? It sounds like you're... It's done. A, it's done, wow. Yeah. Uh, and Anna, give, what's her last name? What's her name? In Moon. The, Anna Moon. So in the yes. pop world, known as Anna Moon as well. Yep. And you have a tattoo for her, I'm sure, somewhere. Yeah. You've got a lot of tattoos. I got a bunch of tattoos <laughs> for her. These, these swallows are actually uh, represent me and her. Okay. So uh, swallows mate for life, and they got this insane ability to be able to go thousands of miles from their from their mate and still find their way back to each other. So they're travelers, but they always got that sense that home That's is awesome. is is their is their mate. So um, I got them to represent us. And good time. You've got what? On, where's that at? It's somewhere on you, I right? I got them on my legs. On your. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I love that you have jeans on, but the uh, the holes in your jeans are right over good and time. Yeah, it's kind of like my mantra. The, the, and when you hear the rest <laughs> of the music on the album, all the songs are very glass half full because good time to me is more than uh, just the, this one song. It's like a way of life and the way I like to look at look at life, which is glass half full. Even on a song like Drunk Over You, it's taking like kind of maybe a, a sad situation, like trying to get over a breakup, but thinking of it in a more of a glass half full type of way. Like, you know what? Life's too short to drown your sorrows away on somebody. And yeah. you need to be able to look forward and realize that it didn't work out because it wasn't supposed to. And that just means that something better is waiting for you. So I, I love that the album is done. And I can't wait to hear the rest of it. And I wanted to introduce you to everybody early here because before things get really popping yeah. for you here the next uh, few yeah. months thank you so much for having me of course what's the, the next few months hold for you? Are you yeah so I got a tour coming up with Fillmore okay it'll start August 29th great guy yeah and so I haven't got to meet him yet but uh, we're supposed to be linking up here really soon oh cool good I'm really excited to get out with him I feel like he's also pushing pushing the the, the genre forward mm-hmm. and I you know I, I think that we would make a good fit on the road so I'm excited to get out Good. Do you have a band together, or is it all yep. gonna, okay? So it's going to be a drummer, and then I got two guitar players that'll be okay. playing with me. Awesome. Most of the show, I'm just going to be on the mic because I like to jump around, get yeah. out in the crowd, yeah. have fun. But some songs, I'm gonna like in the middle of the show. I just want to break it down, just me and acoustic guitar, and kind of play some songs that I've written for other artists and right. kind of show that side sure. of myself to everybody. And Nico, thank you for coming. And by the way, where does the name come from? Yeah, so Nico means uh, it means new beginnings. Okay, I like I like to I like to think of this music as like in a way uh, refreshing, almost like hitting the reset button on on how you can feel. So if you're in a bad mood, hopefully this music puts you in a good mood. Well if you're done. in a good mood, hopefully it puts you in a great mood. Yeah, well, it definitely put me in a, a good mood when I heard it on like a Saturday afternoon a couple weeks ago. So thank you for coming by. Really appreciate it, Nico Moon, right here, y'all.
Hey, hey. This has been Cody Cast. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Cody is heard on hundreds of radio stations across America and seen on CMT Hot 20 Countdown every weekend. For more, go to cmtcody.com.